Hey everybody, Phil Vassar here and welcome to Songs from the Cellar. Today's going to be outrageous. Mr. John Rich is going to be here today singing some songs, telling some stories, and also one of my heroes, Mr. Peter Frampton, comes by to visit with us today in the cellar. Songs from the Cellar, epic and go. You've had two top ten records in a row mm -hmm. with Big and Rich on your own label, which is to me fascinating. Right. You know, because nobody's done that. You know, it's it's really interesting. And I mean, to uh, I mean, it's called Big and Rich Records. I know for God's it's sake. awesome. I mean, it's, now, how did it's you think not of that? like it's not oh. affiliated with another label. Yeah, There's no right. parent company. There's right. nothing. Yeah. I mean, our record label is a PO box. That's it. But what Kenny and I, I what Kenny and I realized was that on a record label. You know, you're one of the herd, and that label's going to pick, and as they should in their yeah. business model. They got to pick where to put the heat and when to put that heat on that. And yeah. there's 15 or 20 artists on there, and you know, you're me and Big Kenny, and you turn in a record, and you go, "We want these three songs to come out in this time frame." Right. And they go, "Well, that's not our time frame." Right. Well, what's your time frame? Well, their time frame's way on down the road, and mm -hmm. and even then, you don't know if you're going to get the focus that you need to make sure all the fans hear it. You know, the fans ultimately decide if you have a hit or not. Exactly. I don't think the label should decide if you have a hit. I think the fans ought to decide if you have a hit. And so Kenny and I both think the same way about that. So starting our own record label, we get to determine what songs come out, when they come out, how long we push them, how we push them, yeah. the strategies behind how we promote our music. And we're having more success doing it that way than maybe ever at radio. It's Never you're had focusing on... There is focus. It's yeah. you, you focus. Right, you know? and you get, a, you get a, a, a group of people that are doing nothing but focusing on your music, yeah. and you feel the difference. You did it. Your I name is Phil, it. and this is the song that you wrote. Let me get to my zen place. <laughs> okay. This is called A Nice Little Love Diddy, I Wish You Were Beer. I love ballads. Ready? Let's do it, yeah. Chugging me down like a blue ribbon round I'd be the lime in her tea 
toss you away. Heard that before. You want to be my bud, but I ain't looking for love. I just need a good chase. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, now that we actually get to drink really, really good wines, it's just, we're spoiled, dude. What a thing, right? <laughs> this what's, is it. What's happened to us, Phil? I don't what know. Has happened? You've wow. changed, John. You've uh, changed, Phil. See, you rattle them hit songs you changed, and just man. forget who you are. You get all snooty and get your own cellar and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jesus did not turn the water into Dr. Pepper. That's, that's true. So, I, mean, I do love Dr. Pepper, though. There's a, well, absolutely. That's how I justified it with my dad. Well, I love you, man. It's so good to Thanks, see you. Thanks, Thanks again, John. Thank good you. Good times. Here's to you guys. Songs from the Cellar. Is this awesome or what? Hey everybody, Phil here. Songs from the Cellar. And I'm hanging out with one of my heroes, Mr. Peter Frampton. I mean, I am so happy. I, I don't even know what to say. This is like the goofiest thing ever, man, hanging out with you in the cellar today. It's so nice to be here. This is great. Thank you for inviting me. You know, you're amazing caliber in this cellar today, you know, and a singer-songwriter who I've looked up to for, for forever. You know, me and Jeff, of course, have uh, had long conversations about, you know, the first time we ever saw you play. And, you know, and uh, the cool thing for me to, is, uh, you know, seeing you in all these arena settings and now you doing this acoustic thing mm -hmm. like this. I mean, and, this, and you're just now doing this kind of for the first time, so in the last Well, uh, we've been, uh, I started it um, a little bit over a year ago. We started, we call it the Raw uh, tour, sort of all stripped down. So it's just myself. Um, for a while on the show, and then Gordon Kennedy, right. who you'll see here. Um, he's amazing, Gordon. He's wonderful. He's We've amazing known each guy. other for 17 years, and uh, my son, Julian Frampton, opens up for us <laughs> and does 30 minutes with his writing partner, and then we invite him out two-thirds way through the show, and we do a, a, do a couple of songs with Julian. So it's, it's, wow. we call it the family bus tour. You That's know, pretty cool. That's different from the old days, back in the old bus days, right? I mean, it's a, it's a complete different time doing, you know, hanging out with your kids. And, I know. You know, and I have a daughter in the business now, too, that's an artist. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like, I did this so you didn't have to do this, right? You know? <laughs> you know, but it's so fun to see them and their passion and, and you know, every night, and you get to play shows with them. That's just amazing. You know, you were so young when you started, too, though. I mean, I mean, I know that, you know, I mean, how you when you first started playing in public? I mean, seriously. Uh, you had well, I, um, I was on a TV show uh, with the Stones when I was 14. That's crazy, right? It was Ready, Steady, Go uh, for those Brits that yeah. will uh, be watching this. But, um, yeah. So I'm standing there between Keith Richards and Mick Jagger you know, watching, <laughs> when I'm 14 going, I don't believe this. I bet you can't believe it. Yeah, that's amazing. Hi, I'm Peter Frampton, and uh, my dear writing partner, uh, Gordon Kennedy. Uh, you might know him from one of his songs. He wrote a song for Eric Clapton, I think it was Change the World, was it? Yes. That would be the one. Yeah. Still making laps around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but today we're going to uh, now do a longer song. Uh, it's called Do You Feel Like We Do? Acoustically. All right. 
gosh. Oh, my God. For Empty Comes Alive thing came out. I mean, that was, that changed our lives, right? I mean, it's just like, and I can't even imagine from what it did. I mean, live albums were such a huge thing. I mean, it's one of the biggest albums of all time, live albums. And why do you think that happened, or how did that happen? To release a live album nowadays is like no one would bother. I know, isn't that weird? I mean, I think it's so crazy. A theory is that wherever you put the needle, because you can't put the needle back down on Frampton Comes Alive now. <laughs> That's right. There is vinyl again. That's right. And wherever you put the needle down, it makes you smile, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just a vibe that comes off there. We were having so much fun. It was the very first headline show we'd ever done in San Francisco. Wow. And it was 7,000 people and uh, Winterland. And um, it, we were so excited <laughs> and they were excited that yeah. we were doing the first headline. So that wow. that was there that day. Wow. Yeah. And we didn't even think about recording. We were just nervous about filling an hour and a half, you know, because <laughs> we've been doing 45 minutes, right. you know, as an opening act. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's so. a whole different deal when you, I mean, it, I think it's it's life-changing, you know, as for a musician to hear something like that, you know. And for, for guys like you, you know, to, to this acoustic tour, I think, is going to really inspire a whole different bunch of folks. I mean, I can't wait. I, I give my daughter advice all the time, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, but what, what is the advice you would give to some, to some of these, some of the advice that, that, you know, some of the things you've learned and you've picked up over the years for some of these younger artists? Well, I think that the, the, the toughest thing right now is to start. Main thing that I've learned is when I have ever not listened to my gut, I've made a mistake really? in my career, you know, doing the wrong thing at the wrong time uh, or at the right time. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I would just say that uh, if, if a, a band is starting out, artist is starting out, and the reason that people are interested in them is because of they are unique. Right. They've got something right. that somebody else doesn't have. And don't ever let anybody change, change that. that. Because don't say, well, we want you, you're great, but we want you to sound like this band. No, no. If you want me, I'm me. Right. You know, and we are, we are us, you know. Yeah. And I think that when people think they know better than the, the artist in, in, a, in the musical sense right. uh, about how they create their music, butt out. Problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that is. I mean, there's, everybody's always looking for a point of difference. That's what makes you special and unique. And then, but your is, there's always, well, he sounds a lot like this guy. He's gonna be really good. Well, that's not good, right? Yeah, like you trends, were... you make trends. Don't right. follow it. Right. Be the person to make the trend in music, not, not the one that gets told to follow this trend. You know? Right. Well, I'm inspired. I gotta go out and do something now. I gotta go do something. <laughs> I gotta go make a trend right now. <laughs> Peter, thanks so much. I can't thank you enough, man. I just, uh, I just really, really appreciate you and, of course, My your pleasure. talent, man, and you're just an amazing guy, too, and thanks so much Thank for being you. here today. Songs from the Cellar, Peter Frampton. There you go. <laughs> there it is. And go. Go.